We are recording. You're looking live. <laughs> you are looking live. We should maybe, that would be kind of cool if we like threw together an intro like sound or music. Of just like Brent Musburger and Vern Lundquist and all of those bullshit ways of saying you are looking live. Yeah, it, yeah, that would be cool. All right. Was it, was, what does Jim Nance say? Hello, friends. Yeah, hello, friends. Hello, yeah. friends. Yeah. And Al Michaels is, Chris, why don't you slide on in here? I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take all of the things we just said and I'm going to splice them together with like all of our impressions that we just did next to all of the actual versions of it. And That's pretty great. good. Yeah. You want to just all start right, talking? Well, you want to use that? You want to just use everything we just said and just put it in the podcast? Um, I mean, if you want to, that's cool with me. All right, let's just start talking. Hey, if it's guys, less work for you. <laughs> I, everything's less work for me. Uh, football happened. It did. So, all over yeah. the place. Football we got happened. football everywhere. Football happened all over the place on Monday. I got um, it coming out of my eyes. Yeah, and, you know, uh, sure. <laughs> all right, so football happened Monday. Hey, guys, uh, this is uh, – I just waved, even though no one's going to watch this. Uh, hey, uh, this is the uh, Preferred Walk-Ons show, a college football show about college football. I'm Jeremy. That's Meech. He's the other guy you heard. Um, We're not under the influence of any kind. We've just already been talking for like 40 minutes before we started this podcast. Uh, And so we're high on life. Um, But we're here to talk to you about the national championship that occurred on uh, Monday. What was that? January 13th? Yes. Um, A couple days ago now. Uh, where the Tigers beat the Tigers. LSU uh, won 42-25 to over Clemson. So, obviously, if you were listening to the podcast last week, you know that we were both totally right, predicted the score and everything. Uh, literally, both of us said 42-25. It's pretty amazing uh, that LSU won by the score that we predicted. Um, so, that being said, uh, <laughs> Meech, what were your overall takeaways from Joe Burrow uh, completing probably the greatest season ever. Um, so it's funny that you say the thing about like, we were obviously so correct about the score and stuff because not only could we not have been more wrong about the, well, you know, we said it was probably going to be a good game regardless. Didn't end up really being a good game. LSU kind of ran away with it. It never really felt like after LSU retook the lead, uh, it felt like Clemson was pretty much dead in the water at that point. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and it it offers a moment for us to like kind of look at ourselves in the mirror, right? Because I know me myself personally, I feel like now looking back on it, I've disrespected this LSU team all year, all season. Yeah, we totally where, did. Um, now obviously there's talk already about like, is this one of the best? Is this the best team of all time? Is something that Chris Hargrove asked me yesterday. Uh, when we recorded uh, 3P, um, which unfortunately won't go up this week because I accidentally deleted my own audio. I can't find it. Love it. Um, so I will bring what I said there <laughs> here and essentially tell you that I don't think they're like the best team of all time. Yeah. I don't necessarily even think they might be a top five team of all time. But I came to the agreement with Chris and Chris that I think that there's no argument that this is one of the ten, 10 best college football teams I've ever seen play. And and I could also 
what I could say to that is that they they may very well be the most accomplished team of all time. So right. like they're not And that was an argument that Chris Hargrove made. Yeah, like they're not the O one Canes. Like they're not gonna have that level. I mean, they have a ton of NFL talent, but the singular dominance of of, t- of the team like that, when you look back at some of the stats from that season, when you look back at like all the the all pros all over that team. LSU is going to have a lot of really great players that are on this team. I'm, when you look at, you know, Stingley, who, who, who's a true freshman right now on this team, who's going to dominate for another couple of years. Yeah, and um, was a true freshman was already just the best quarterback in college football. Yeah, and yeah. he was maybe, honestly, he may have been the best player on the field on, on Monday Last night. Last night. On Monday yeah. night. He may have been the very best player on the field, but and that includes <laughs> Joe Burrow. Uh, Speaking of which, also, did you notice um, Herb Street made a point to bring it up a couple times during the broadcast that Clemson early on, it was like they were targeting uh, Christian Fulton yeah, because they were, they were just they throwing were away after. from Stingley, right? Which is crazy because Christian Which Fulton's is nuts because pick. Christian Fulton's going to be a top 20 NFL draft yeah, pick. It's insane. I, um, I will say, uh, so, th- so that being said, going back to that, they have a ton of talent and a ton of guys that are going go to the, go to the league and dominate, but... You're right. I mean, we can't guarantee. I mean, look at look at some of the even just this century. You know, the USC teams. Um, there were. Really, well, I said really even like teams. last year's Clemson team. I, yeah. I feel like would be a good. Well, it's arguable, for right? It's yeah. arguable um, with that defensive line in particular. And so, while no, I, I'm not sure this is the most talented team of all time. I think they might have had the best singular season ever to go 15 and 0, and they beat what ended up being two, three, four, six, seven, eight. 14 and 25 Think in the that. final rankings or in the final they were rankings. Playing? No, in the final rankings. And they're the first team ever to beat all four of the preseason top four teams. Right. People, the preseason AP poll, one, two, three, four, they beat them all. And they finished by, but they ended up with the fi- in the final rankings, beating the second, third, fourth, sixth, seventh, eighth, 14th and 25th ranked teams in the country. And you know what's crazy about that? That's insane. You know what's even crazier, though? What's is that? that doesn't even include Texas, who was top no, 10 team finished, in the. Texas finished 25th. That's what. Texas that's... finished 25th? Texas finished 25th. Yeah. Oh, that's bullshit. They did, that for the, they did that for the LSU bump, bro. Get oh, out of here. The LSU bump. They won 15 and 0. They won the college football playoff. Look, what I will say uh, is pretty cool is Texas they finished did, top 25. They did wow. finish. <laughs> move away from that we got to finish on this game and we can oh go to that God. after what i will say is um with that being said about the singularly dominant team and the way that they cruise through the season what's funny about our analysis um throughout the year was that you and i very early on said lsu was better than alabama but what we didn't do is say that they were better than ohio state I still, uh, Jeremy. And I'm still not sure that they were. I'm still not but, sure they are. <laughs> and that's the best and part. And that's, that's even more disrespectful, bro. That's oh, even like, of course it is. It's so disrespectful. But I'm still not sure that they would beat. Like, I think if those teams played 10 times, they'd split it five and five. But um, at the end of the day, uh, to use the cliche term to move to the next topic of conversation, Joe Burrow had the arguably best season ever uh you would also then in turn say probably best season of this century 
the only argument that I could make um, for when you combine what the team did and then statistics and dominance as a unit would be Cam Newton, which we've talked about last podcast and saying that Newton had that great year. You talk about the fact that he had so much less talent around him. I mean, his was more like singular dominance, right? right? Singular dominance of just like, I'm going to will this team to a championship where Burrow had a great team around him. But that said, I mean, dude set every record. He threw, he threw 60 touchdowns this year. Now it's 15 games. That's four games. I mean, it's amazing against maybe the best slate of competition in a single season we've ever that he could have faced that right. he could have possibly faced. I mean, he literally faced the six of the next seven best teams in the country. Like that's crazy. And, and beat them all pretty badly. Right. Beat all of them. Or like did his part to make sure that they're, that his team won handedly. Exactly. I mean, they put up, you know, the, the toughest game they played was against Alabama. He, they scored 49 points in that game. Yeah. I was going to say his worst game was against Auburn. I think they scored 28 or more in that game. Yeah, anyway. it, It's amazing. So what he did, um, the way that his sort of legacy was cemented, um, what a special turnaround of that guy's college career. And it's funny. I mean, he's, he's older than Lamar Jackson and basically um, his entire life. Like this, this oh, year yeah, was, no, just set him forever. Yeah. Like this single season just set him up for life. And it's, it's just, it's a funny thing. I went back cause I, you know, this is what I do. I went on Twitter and I went back to try to see if I had any tweets about burrow um, from last year's uh, game against uh, UCF. Um, where remember, let's not forget LSU now back to back years beat the reigning national champions. You really love to see it. Yeah, you love to see it. So uh, I went back to see if there were any tweets about him from there, and, and I didn't see any. But what I did see was a tweet from myself saying that I didn't want the Dolphins to draft Tua first overall when they inevitably tanked the season. And I hoped that they could take Joe Burrow in the third or fourth round. <laughs> Because that's where things were at before this college football season started. It was like, oh, yeah, I watched him play against UCF. He's solid enough. He's a decent guy to, you know, take a chance on late. And now he's going to be the number one overall pick. And, you know, there's going to be teams that offer to mortgage their future to move up with Cincinnati to go get him. I think he'll still get drafted by Cincinnati. And it's just amazing. The coolest thing is the image of him. After the game, there's that slow-mo video that's been shared of him just smoking the cigar, walking, right. looking right at the camera. I mean, t- like, his name's Joe Burr, but, like, Joe Cool. Like, he's just – he exudes this confidence and, and, and cockiness. And, but, like, in all of just these, like, dope, almost like Frank Sinatra ways with his hair. Like, it's just – I don't even know what it is, but there's the gravitas around Joe Burrow to be able to go from – beat out by Cardell Jones, right, at Ohio State, being the fourth or fifth quarterback in that room, um, to just okay in his first year at LSU to now, you know, Heisman, national champion, number one overall pick. It's pretty special. And and I don't think I, – I, I was talking about this with some people uh, the other day. Has there – since – has there ever been a more likable – guy going number one like has there ever been anybody that everybody's just like yeah we love that guy um unless he beat you but even then like gator fans every gator fan i talked to is like yeah i love joe burrow that guy's awesome like i think maybe clemson fans don't like joe burrow because they just lost to him and yeah maybe bama fans 
But other than that, like, I think everybody around the country is rooting for that guy. And I don't think that there's been a player like that that I can remember. Do you want to hear my pre-2019 Joe Burrow tweets? I only have two of them. Oh, dear God. Um, so this was um, when he had announced his transfer from, uh, from Ohio State. I don't have anything from that season at all. Just before, this, Both of these tweets are from before he transferred. I said, Joe Burrow is definitely going to end up at UF, right? Yeah. So glad I got that one wrong. And then uh, my second one. And this one is funny. Uh, I think you'll like this one a lot. Okay. Sporting News had tweeted out, Michigan's Shea Patterson and LSU's Joe Burrow are expected to make significant impacts in 2018. Oh, no. Which QB will do more for their new team? Oh, no. Oh, no. I quote oh, tweeted no. this and oh, said, no. hold on, listen. I quote tweeted this and said, this is tough because Burrow went where QBs go to die, LSU. <laughs> And Patterson is playing for a literal psychopath on the verge of losing his job. Well, that aged well. That part aged well. Yes, the Shea Patterson part aged very well. Yeah. Um, to be fair, you to be right. fair, Joe Burrow before, Joe Bur- Joe, before Joe Brady shows up, and now we can transition perfectly yeah. into our next topic. Before yeah. Joe Burrow, Joe, Joe Brady gets there, Joe Burrow is having about as average as any L- – like he was falling in line with pretty much every other LSU transfer quarterback at that time. Yes. Wait, and before we get to Joe Brady, let me also say, Clemson, still a great team. Trevor Lawrence, still an incredible quarterback. His worst performance, uh, okay. Like, yeah. fine. Against one of the greatest teams of all time. Like, sure, he has a loss. Poor guy. Uh, he'll come back, win another national championship, go number one overall next year. Uh, if T. Higgins hadn't gotten banged up the way he did early in that game, I think maybe things change a bit. Justin Ross did struggle. Uh, when it was just him out there, not just him, but you know what I'm saying? I, essentially, it was Higgins and Ross all year, and now all of a sudden Higgins was out. For were you disappointed in Amari Scott totally. uh, this year? Yeah, I didn't think he was. He came off injury, which was yeah. I mean, he that's came fair. off the huge be injury, but like, no, I think he's a senior. Oh, you're right. You're right. No, but right, he might have right. gotten a medical red shirt. I'm, I'm not really sure what the that. answer is to that, but nonetheless, uh, uh, Clemson was still an unbelievable team, and I don't have any shame in having picked them to win. Um, and then the last thing that I would like to say about the game and, and sort of the effect there is unbelievably cool for Ed Orgeron. Like I could not be happier for that guy and his team was unbelievable. And it's just, it's, it's really an amazing story that, you know, from Ole Miss to, to passed up to be the guy, you know, at USC and it's just, it's a cool story and I'm, I'm happy. Do you think... This is an interesting conversation. Sure. Do you think that Ogeron could have done this same sort of reshaping of the culture and program at USC as he did at LSU? You know, I don't actually. Or do you think he needed to be passed over by USC to get to this kind of point? I think he's a swamp monster. He Uh, needs to be in the bayou. Yeah, LSU is like, oh, go Tigers. Imagine, could you imagine if he was saying, yeah, go Trojans, go, go, go Trojans, I'm in LA. Like, that guy couldn't be there. Like, go and I called him Amari Scott. His name is Amari Rogers. I don't know yeah. where I came up with Scott. I, I knew what you meant. He also, uh, because, because when he got hit the way he did in the back, I went, great, Scott. Jeez. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, he's only Everyone, a junior honestly, this year, you, so he could technically come back. Turn off the podcast. I ruined it. I'm sorry. 
Um, but yeah, no, he's he'll be back. Um, and he got he hit. He should back. be. I don't. But he, uh, yeah, he wasn't great. But that's okay. Clemson was still a great, great, great football team. Uh, Travis Etienne was remarkable in that game. He's so talented. I hope he's a first round pick. Um, and Clyde you know where I want him to go? It's true. Uh, Kansas City. Kansas City, dude. Yeah, because it's, it's the ETN perfect spot. Kansas, Kansa City. Kansa oh my god, perfect. it's a perfect spot. It's absolutely. You know, he still perfect. wears braces. He's a child. Uh, anyway, all right. So we can move over. I think that's everything we had to say about the game. Um, and now we can move yep. over to Joe. Wait, Brady. wait, Clemson. Because we're t- if we're talking about file out real quick, is it true Chase Bryce is in the transfer portal? I don't know. Or that. did I imagine seeing that? I don't know the answer to that question. So I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, I have no idea. You could look that up. I'll filibuster. Um, but honestly, the way that uh, uh, Jamar Chase played as well, by the way, uh, the fact that that man is only a sophomore is completely insane to me. Um, and his dominance, like the fact that you have Justin Ross on one side and Jamar Chase on the other side as sophomores, true sophomores, 19, 20-year-old kids, it's completely insane. It's completely insane. And to, to know that he's going to be back next year is, is pretty dope for LSU because most of their team is going to the, to the league now. Yeah, I mean, they're also – we talked about if they can bring back a lot of the guys on the offensive line, which I'm not 100% sure about mm-hmm. who's – what the ages of those players are off the top of my head. Right. Um, they obviously have Stingley Jr. coming back next year, which is going to be huge. I mean, he literally just shut down – uh, two of the best receivers in the country was basically Crazy. just erasing an entire half of the field. Um, so, I mean, they do have cornerstone type players left. Well, right. When you have chase and you have Stingley, I mean, like you're, the, you're always going to have not 99% of the games you play as a result, you're going to have the, they're best also going to have that player and the best defensive player on the field. They're also going to have their their third leading receiver this year, whose name I'm just forgetting right now. But he finished the year with over 700 yards receiving and 10 touchdowns as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, really, they're losing Joe Burrow, which, you know, 60 touchdowns and 5,000 yards walking out of the door isn't very fun. But, yeah. you know, uh, you have to – what's worrying, though, is the Joe Brady thing. Now that right. we can and get we into can this – yeah, now that Joe Brady's gone, uh, obviously he left to go be with the Carolina Panthers as their offensive coordinator. Is there a more f- folklore one-year run for someone who wasn't even an offensive coordinator at a school, like ever? Crazy stuff. He went from yeah. being co-offensive coordinator right. to now he's the like the high one of the highest-paid offensive coordinators in the NFL. It's crazy after a one-year run with yeah. Matt Rule, who was just coaching at Baylor, who you know four years ago was at Temple. It's amazing if in 2015 you would have said that Joe Brady and Matt rule would be the head coach and offensive coordinator of the Panthers. I would have told you you're on crack. Like it's an insane ascension for both of them, but yeah, he moves over to Carolina, which is going to affect LSU. Crazy stuff. <laughs> Just, yeah. I, I, I'm worried. Are you worried as I am about Ogeron being able to find somebody to replace him at this point or to trust that Ogeron and uh. <laughs> oh, God. No, you're good, man. It's all right. You're, you're getting. What's his name? S my S my S Minger. I totally you, forget how to pronounce his last name. What, however you pronounce it, are you convinced that they learned enough <clears throat> from Joe Brady to keep carry it over? 
I think it's very funny to refer to it as learning from Joe Brady, considering he's the youngest of the considering group. Considering the age difference. But yeah, yeah I, um, I do think that at least mindset-wise they have. I think that whoever they bring in um, to assist with the offense uh, next year will be of that mindset. I think they know they can't go backwards in terms of the type of offense that they want to run, so they'll continue to run a similar, like, spread them out type of offense. Um, there's certainly no regressing backward. Uh, I wonder who that person will be, but I also think that there's a chance that they could just try to run it on their own and just kind of promote assistance from within and say, you know what? We learned from having worked with Joe. We appreciate his time, and we're going to move forward now ourselves. Um, I don't see that as an impossibility whatsoever. Uh, I mean, that's what Clemson and Alabama have right. done since that's it's been recent where their offensive coordinators have been, been getting Exactly, coached, right? and, I, and I think that they'll just kind of keep that up-tempo offense moving. Um, but it will be interesting to see who their quarterback is next year um, yeah. because that's going to matter a lot. I mean, if they don't, you know, I, I, don't, I don't actually think, like, look, I, I think that, similar to how I feel they about- played true sophomore miles Brennan a lot in right. like big blowouts and he was a five-star prospect well, and he's you know he's big got a big arm we'll see yeah. if maybe they just like him right well and what I was gonna say is um you know I feel about Joe Brady like I felt about or I feel about Graham Harrell which is like no matter who was playing quarterback under him was going to thrive that being said um I think what Joe Brady did is unlock Joe Burrow's potential I'm not sure that like any quarterback would have been as good as Joe Burrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how in some places it's sort of plug and play. I mean, honestly, look at Gardner Minshew and Anthony Gordon. Like they both went into Washington state and were just going to put up silly numbers, no matter who's playing quarterback there, they were going to put up silly numbers. But at LSU, I'm not sure that would have been the case with everybody. Like I think what Joe Burrow did was individually special. And so now without Brady there specifically, you know, who's the next quarterback going to be? Is it going to be Sanders, like you just mentioned? Or, you know, are, are they going to go out and get somebody from the portal, you know? And, and uh, will that be De'Ara King or somebody else? Yeah, um, it could be even Chase Bryce. Um, yeah, I mean, it could be. So he hasn't entered the transfer portal. Apparently what I saw was he had made hay. Uh, when he tweeted out a throwback picture of him, he's got to be like less than five years old in this picture. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a Georgia football jersey. Okay. Uh, doing like a little touchdown hands with his, with his arms. And he had made it his profile picture on Twitter. Oh, and you know how you could tweet oh, out hashtag oh, new profile pic? He did that. He tweeted it out. What a but fool. upon re- So this happened one day ago. And upon reviewing his current Twitter page, it is no longer there. Deleted the tweet deleted like change his profile picture back and everything so um, okay cool we'll see a lot of interesting stuff in the transfer portal right now uh kj costello's like if we're just talking about quarterbacks uh justin rogers the tcu kid who you know was benched early in the year he's a former four-star quarterback uh he's he's still undecided it looks like he might go to purdue which would be interesting interesting uh, KJ Costello still undecided. Felipe Franks is still undecided. Um, you Obviously, know, Derek Ke- Ke- Keaton Thompson is uh, is is still um, available. But what about Kel? <clears throat> Jeez, uh, I'm so sorry. And, and I, now, top of my shit, this, this you know, there's Derek King, like you mentioned, right? Uh, Jet Duffy, even from Texas Tech, looked good in the games that he played yeah, this year. A lot of guys, man. 
Uh, Nick Starkle somehow is transferring again. Was, yeah. I, that's like uh, you see Cordarian Richardson's transferring again. Really? Yeah, the running back. He went to UCF <laughs> and he transferred to Texas A&M and now he's transferring again. And he played this year. I don't really know what's going Nick on. Nick Starkle's got to be about 32 years old, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's 47. Anthony Brown is transferring, too, from Boston College, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of – it's you know, a lot of grad transfers are out there. I think a lot more kids are realizing as they go into school now that if they just graduate in three years, they, they'll never have to sit if they want to transfer. Um, so you got a lot of dudes that are like still young enough to technically be a true Cam Newton's younger brothers transferring. Yeah, I did see that from Howard. Um, I saw he's actually visiting Penn state today, which is a whole other disaster. I'm trying to, to oh yes. Um, I will say obviously the most intriguing names as you went through that list, uh, Felipe Franks doesn't intrigue me at all because he's bad at playing quarterback. Um, but is name recognition. But KJ Costello and Derek King are the most intriguing. Derek King is a hundred times the player KJ Costello is, but given the right situation, KJ Costello could thrive. Like, could I see KJ Costello going into a situation similar to like what just happened with Joe Burrow and being Joe Burrow? No. But can I see him going in there and having a really solid season, you know, with 35 touchdowns and 10 picks and, you know, 10 or 11 wins at a really good school? Absolutely. Like, if he goes into the right situation, the thing is, what is that right situation? Is it specifically LSU? Is it, is it, it can't be Georgia anymore. You know, he's not. I don't go- want it to be Oklahoma selfishly because I want to see Spencer Rattler. Yeah. Well, and, and also for that matter, I, if it's Oklahoma, man, like I want to see more fun quarterbacks in Oklahoma. Like Spencer Rattler will be fun. For that matter, De'Eric King at Oklahoma would be stupid and just unbelievable. Um, right. It'd be oh, crazy. I'm sorry. That's what I was talking about. I, I thought you were talking. Still talking. No, about no, no. Derek I'm King. talking about KJ Costello. So I'm saying, like, where can he go and thrive? And so mm. I could see him going into the right spot. Maybe Washington. Would, right, do you think but, they would let him? Co- do you think they would let him transfer in conference? So the though? problem is, like, he can't go to Washington or Oregon because I don't think right. he's going to transfer in conference like that. So does he end up at like a random Big Ten school? Costello is the most intriguing one to me because I don't know where he goes. Or oh, could he go to FSU? What about Iowa? Yeah, like those types of schools make sense. FSU only makes sense to me just in the terms that like – I wonder if they have he's better, like anything – He's better where, Brady White. Like, you know how they do crystal ball projections? If I wonder they if they have, have that for transfer guys. And, and so then going back to the De'Ara King side of things, when, uh, you know, he – I think he can go anywhere and he'll be a Heisman candidate. Like I think that – that if he ends up at one of those big schools, whether it be Oklahoma or Oregon or LSU, selfishly, I'm kind of hoping it's LSU just because it'd be so fun. Uh, right. No matter where he ends up, uh, I think he's going to have a sick season. Uh, we forget that just a couple years ago um, with a Houston team that was just kind of average, he put up like 4,000 passing and 1,000 rushing. He's a dominant, dominant player. And with like that feels like it was so years. long ago now, doesn't it? Right. Well, it's because he played four games. He got hurt at the end of that year, then played four games this year and, <laughs> and redshirted under Mr. Professor Dana Holgerson, uh, who decided it was a good idea to tell him to redshirt. So, uh, 
De'Aaron King is going to be a, he is the only of all the guys you mentioned, De'Aaron King is the domino that falls, that changes the landscape of college football. Because if he ends up at Oklahoma, LSU, or Oregon, in my mind, those teams remain title contenders where if he ends up at some random school, maybe not, or he can elevate a school that maybe we don't look at that way and go, you know what? Yeah, maybe they can contend because they have this freak playing quarterback. He's a dominant football player. Right. You know what? I, uh, I hadn't thought about it until you brought it up either. KJ Costello at Florida State would be interesting. That's a fun fit, right? That feels yeah. like... That I think feels, he would be really good in that offense. Yeah, that I think Mike that, Norvell offense. Right. I think that that's kind of a perfect fit for him. But <laughs> I guess... I mean, I want to see, see Chuba Purdy as soon as I can, though. Oh, my God. Chuba Selfishly. Purdy. It's just like... God. He's our mascot. Shout out to our 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 favorite player, Chuba, Chuba, Chuba Hubbard. Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard coming back. Around. Thank God he made our podcast so much. We, he just gave us hours of content in the in the Yeah. Now we'll have a reigning yeah. now we'll have a reigning grown man of the year award winner. Uh, yeah. Back. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's can you imagine? I mean, that's that would be like if Joe Burrow was coming back to play again next year in college football. I mean, that's how important <laughs> that award is. It's that uh, it's that monumental, folks. Is there anything else uh, for us to cover? Uh, I'm trying to remember what our. What I just want to say I hope James Coley and Kirby Smart don't ruin Jamie Newman. Oh I my do. God! If they ruin Jamie Newman at Georgia, I'm going to I'm on, going to be I'm going to physically harm somebody on Dimitri's behalf. Now I'm getting serious here. I'm saying Dimitri. Yeah, I know. On I felt D- that one on Dimitri's behalf. <laughs> I'm gonna beat the living hell out of somebody. Like I am. I will be. I will write a strongly worded text message towards so many folks that have Georgia area codes. Now I'm just firing them off. I'm just firing. Who's them off. Who's Georgia's governor? Let me know yeah. right now. I'm just fine. I'm just calling. I'm I'm calling Stacey Abrams. I know she's got nothing to do with it. She didn't win, but I'm calling her and I'm saying, hey, you fix this. You fix this for me, all right? Because she fixes everything. And Jesus Christ, I'm, I just need I need the state of Georgia to be it's warning to the state of Georgia right now. If you guys ruin Jamie, Newman, this can turn to a tech state at, like at the drop of a hat. If they ruin, I will. I'm already all in on the Jeff Collins, Georgia Tech thing. Yo, yo, but if yo. they ruin J- J- Jamie Newman, I'm you got to chill. They play UCF next year. You got to chill. Oh, shit. That's right. We're yeah, I mean, we'll yeah. beat them by 50. But every <laughs> other team. Every other team Georgia Tech plays will lose by 30. Yeah, it's a Georgia Tech state now. We're already going there, and you haven't even ruined Jamie Newman yet. If, you, if they ruin Jamie Newman. I mean, Newman, think I about it this way. If I'm just like, hey, Jeremy, let's go enjoy a weekend in Georgia. We could either go to A, Atlanta, or B, Athens. Where yep. do you want to go, Jeremy? We're going to the ATL. We are not frat stars, all right? <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I, just, I mean, if we were frat bros, definitely go to Athens for sure. Yeah, I went to Athens one time. I went. I have family. That it's lives a beautiful in, place. No, yeah, I, I can't. I, no, I went. I went to Athens with with I have family that lives in uh, Dunwoody, Georgia. We took a trip out to Athens uh, just to see because it's a good school. And I was like, you know what? Let me see if that's a place I want to go to college. I spent the day there. Um, I have I I love every college campus. I was miserable. And, really, and maybe it's because I was fourteen and a little punk, and it was hot outside. That's uh, probably what it was, you asshole. Yeah, but <laughs> I enjoyed North Carolina when that was the case. I enjoy. I even enjoyed yeah, but you had Island. grown up a North Carolina fan. You know what? Shut up, Meech. All right, Chapel Hill's me... beautiful though. Like, I'm, I'm, like, yeah, it's another level. I, that's all I'm saying. Nonetheless, uh, it, Jamie Newman. Uh, yeah, but does you. 
And, J- and James Coley, if you ruin him. Oh, I'm going to go Spartan kick him in the dick. And that you, <laughs> I was just going to say, record that. I'll, be, I'll be writing you a letter. Uh, so last thing, um, <laughs> and it's important that I point this out to wrap up uh, our, our talk about this season of college football. Uh, UCF finished ranked. They're the only school in the state of Florida to finish ranked for three straight seasons over the last three seasons. So, <clears throat> Can I tell you something? Best program in the state. Even in a down I, year, ten and three and ranked. Can I tell you something? Yeah, what's up? I was being negative about Josh Heupel on Twitter again, as no. I am one to do every day. And uh, it's a like respectful scheduled tweeting. Uh, a respectful UCF fan came in my mentions and was we had a conversation about Josh Heupel. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm back on my bullshit. This team's going eleven and one next year at oh, worst. Oh yes. Oh. Yep. So uh, <laughs> you know. Shout I'm out ta- to that guy. I'm talking undefeated 12 and 0, bro. I'm talking, and then I'm if talking. Josh Heupel, if Josh Heupel doesn't fuck everything up again in close games, yep. yeah, because this team's still gonna be good. So we're talking, we're talking what? That means we're talking 15 and 0 when they win the whole thing. If they beat North Carolina week one, I'm I'm gonna get reckless. If if they beat North Carolina, I got I got I got really reckless after Stanford, and then they immediately. Re- I only had five days of that. Because they immediately ruined it at Pitt. Immediately. But immediately, yeah. On Thursday, goddammit. If, if they beat if they beat Carolina, if they beat Carolina. And uh, you were right. They, you know, when we talked about it originally, you had said it was probably gonna be a top twenty five matchup to start next year. You laughed it de- at me. It definitely it is. Be. It yeah, definitely it will, be. will be. So if they beat Carolina at home on Thursday with Herbie and Fowler, because it's gonna happen, it's gonna be the ESPN game on that Thursday night. Right, it's almost like kicking off the season. Yeah, it's going to be that Thursday night kicking off the year under the lights in the bounce house, probably all black uniforms with gold lids, and they go beat Sam Howell. I'm going to be fully back on my bullshit. Like, people don't realize, people don't realize how easy I took it on them this year because of the few losses. But, and I didn't even really go crazy when we finished as as a ranked institution for the third straight season, unlike any other institution in the state of Florida. But my God, if we beat Carolina and immediately jump into the top 15, maybe top 12, I am going to be so back on my unbearable. I'm going to be on. I'm going to be, I'm going to be reckless. I'm going to be, I'm going to be placing actual money on Dylan Gabriel winning a Heisman. I'm going to do that. Don't do that. It, it make believe dollars. I'm going to be ah the Odell Beckham Odell Beckham oh, dollars. Oh, get to that. That's the perfect way to wrap it up. I, let's just say Odell Beckham should be able to give LSU players as much money as he wants and weird handshakes on the sidelines after the game. That's what I'm saying. What? I just Why I just don't understand how a guy know. with Odell's history and like you know people are gonna blow everything that you specifically do out of yeah. proportion. What like what are you doing, dude? Dude, I, I, and I am an Odell defender. Word. He spent a I am year wa- in Cleveland. Let him yeah. do what he wants. He spent he was wearing $100,000 watches on the he field. I don't care what he does. You're in Cleveland. Let the man give Justin Jefferson some money. He's going pro. Nobody cares. Ed Orgeron got a million-dollar bonus. Dabo Swinney lost and got 600 k Like, what are we doing? Let the players have a few hundred bucks from a guy that used to play there. If you're – Let's end with this real quick. Yeah. If you're Dabo and like, you know, Dabo's a maniac when it compete comes to like competing and winning and all that stuff. Yeah. But if you're like strictly you, Jeremy Taché, uh-huh. you already have, what, what does he have? 
two national championships in the books, right? Yeah. Yeah. You've already done all of these amazing things as a college. Like, people are already talking about you as one of the five to ten greatest college football coaches of all time. Correct. You lose one national championship game, but you get 600000 American dollars as a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Are you upset that you lost? Yeah, because you would have got a million dollars as a bonus if you won. Oh, so you're thinking of just like the yeah, net I'm loss just thinking of the like not, old, not only did I lose, but I didn't like I knew I was getting at least six hundred thousand dollars going. The old me. insult to injury situation. Yeah, this is. I feel like I lost four hundred thousand dollars. That and a football game. That's how I know that you're just naturally a winner, Jeremy. Because my first instinct was hell yeah, six hundred. <laughs> at least I got six hundred k. I. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to end this podcast with a quote from TJ McConnell from the other night, which is funny. He's now a guard with the Indiana Pacers and they had him mic'd up the other night in their game against the Sixers and Brett Brown got a tech and he walked over to Brett Brown. I don't know his wife's name. I'm just going to call her Susan. He said, Hey, Susan, I heard Susan wanted a new couch. You just got, you just lost that for her. You know that just because he got a tech and he's going to get fined for it. And I just thought that that was such a funny way to talk trash at his former coach. Just be like, Hey, your wife wanted a new couch from everything. I understand, sir. And now she's not going to get one. Cause you just lost $20,000. Sir. Is that suspicious inside information for somebody to have about another man's wife? That's all I'm saying. <laughs>